Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Narrators Podcast episode two. We are so excited that you are here and following along as we continue the next steps in your wedding planning. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the next vendors to book and we're gonna talk about your guest list, your attire, and your engagement session. We'll touch a little bit on that. So follow along and here we go. Welcome to the Wedding Narrators. We are wedding photographer and videographer turned podcasters. This duo is here to give you all the deets on how to have a bomb ass wedding exactly how you want it. All right, guys, so in this episode, as we mentioned before, we're gonna go over a few more things that you need to look into um, with planning your wedding. So the, the first topic is gonna be more booking, which is kind of vague, but there's a few things to go into it. So we're gonna be looking at DJ, officiant, caterer, uh, transportation arrangements, hotel rooms, and florist. So let's start with DJ. Um, I have a personal opinion on this. Uh, no, your Uncle Sam is not probably going to be the best DJ unless he's an actual DJ. Who knows? But having him hold your phone with your uh, high school playlist probably isn't the best idea. Um, DJs work really hard working with their couples and getting a playlist set to the type of music that they like and that they want and kind of how they want the night to flow. Um, this can be a raging dance party. This can be a more intimate setting, um, but hiring a DJ or even a wedding band. So I don't want to exclude wedding bands, um, but having a professional musician group booked uh, is, is huge for your night and how you want to um, end your day. So so booking a DJ um, is super important, or like you said, a band, just because um, a lot of them really help get things done is what I guess they get shit done. <laughs> um, you know, they push, they push those speeches. Um, they, they make sure that, you know, your best man has a mic, your maid of honor, your parents have, they, they know what is going on as far as like once kind of like the reception starts, what needs to be done, um, what dances need to be played. They have all that stuff ready for you and ready to go. And uh, if you're doing it, uh, you know, like if Uncle Sam is your DJ, like most of the time they don't have the right equipment to make this stuff go smoothly, I guess I will say. So um, having a DJ is so, so important. This, you know, they, they have the right sound equipment to make your dance party jamming, um, microphones for recording, you know, like ceremony stuff or not recording, but playing it like, so everyone can hear all of that. I guess that's another part of the DJ too, is like, you need to have that discussion with your DJ if they're like willing to help with your ceremony as well. Like playing the songs as you're coming down the aisle. And like I said, with the sound, having the sound up to play during the ceremony so people can hear you while you're saying your vows and stuff like that. That's all typically kind of falls back on a DJ. And I think sometimes people don't realize that. And they're like, oh, we can just, we can just play our iPhone playlist. It's like, no, your DJ is the one who is setting the vibe of your wedding like they're the ones who are watching everybody like go from cocktail hour listening to like some old classical tunes to all of a sudden it's 10 10 p.m and we're freaking bumping and grinding like that <laughs> <laughs> 
they, they set the tone, you guys. So you don't want them to be, or you want them to be able to read your crowd, figure out what, what they're into, what's bringing them out to the dance floor and enjoying their time. Because if it is, let's just say it is your playlist, you're not going to be checking your playlist all the time to be like, what's next? What's next? Like, you know, like the point of having a DJ is sharing with them the songs that you do like from your playlist, but then they play them at the right time to keep your, your party going. You know, they, you want people, people always remember the experience that they had at their wedding. And I mean, even from my experience, I had an amazing DJ. Um, and to this day, I still have people come up to me and be like, your wedding dance was like one of the most fun dances we've ever been to. Um, and I, I, I can't put that on me. Like, yeah, I went through and picked out songs that as a couple, like Dylan and I liked, and like, we knew that our family kind of liked and like they, a good DJ is going to ask you those things. They're going to ask you what songs you like, what, or what your kind of vibe of your family and friends is because each person is different. Like for us, we wanted that bumping and grinding or uh, dance, but um, some people might not be into that. They might be into, like you said, something a little bit more intimate where it's more slow dancing and all of that. And not saying those two things can't come together because they absolutely can, but that's why you have a DJ because then they know when the right moment is to throw in that slow dance song or throw in that Mama little bit more edgy, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to say like they know they know that's what they do for a living they read people they read crowds and um it's just you need one yeah yep. and with that too can you imagine being at a ceremony and I'm sure it's happened where like someone in the back says we can't hear you so they start screaming their vows like <laughs> oh my gosh that's like nightmare. how romantic let me just like scream these in your face um but oh gosh. That, yeah I, hiring someone for that that takes it away because they have the equipment the microphones the speakers so people will be able to hear you without screaming <laughs> oh my um, gosh now that you say that I feel like that's happened way more times than I like care to admit like I feel like in the moment I kind of just look over it but like there's definitely always like that per uncle Bob's yelling, I can't hear you. And then like, all of a sudden they're like eating the mic and it's just like an awkward pause and ever like the it. whole moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. You guys, you don't no. want that. And you know, on the flip side of that, like you want to make sure that you're getting a DJ who um, is equipped to do that stuff too. Like I, I believe in the saying, you get what you pay for. Like if you want somebody who has all the right equipment for sound DJ, you know, all the lights, all that kind of stuff. Another thing too, that DJs um, tend to have also, at least I, I feel like they tend to have yeah. um, are the uplighting stuff too. Like they have the lights for adding a little bit more of that uh, mood setting for like your reception where, you know, you might have like some, let, let's say your wedding color is red and they had red lights shooting up on the walls. So like that kind of adds to like the ambiance of everything. So. Yep. And strobe lights for the dance party. Yeah. A little yep. strobe light action for sure. And um, another thing too, like a lot of DJs kind of carry on their shoulders that masters of ceremonies thing where if they're masters of ceremonies, that means that they are, they kind of act as like the show host of like your wedding day where most likely that, yes, they're not like, putting on a whole 
actor show, but like, they're not afraid to like be that person for you. Who's like, okay, we got to get this done. And like, they're pulling people into the crowd, like kind of keeping them interacting with each other as far as whether that's with the right songs, like specific dancing, or, you know, I know a big thing, a trend that has become more, I don't know what the right word is, but something that a lot of people are doing are like those games, like the shoe game, or uh, I, I can't think of you. Know, yeah. So many reception games out there anymore, but shoe game is definitely like the biggest one that I feel like I see all the time. Um, and I feel like with DJs, a good one is going to know the perfect amount of, uh, or a balance between the perfect amount of games and the perfect amount of songs, because you also don't want to get in a scenario where all of a sudden your freaking reception turns into this game show. Like that is just like, as far as like a guest standpoint, that is so annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're sitting there like, no, I want to be out here giving it my all in this new dress that I bought. And he's over here trying to play limbo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm three, yes. I'm three yeah. drinks now. Like, let's go. Let's, let's go. Yeah. No let's more. Go. No more. <laughs> um, you can just, the right DJ is going to know when to do that stuff and when enough is enough. Like, like I said, like, I'm not saying limbo is bad, but you don't want to have limbo, the shoe game. And, you know, like I've seen like people blindfold people and do stuff like you don't want it to turn into a game show either. Right. You want to go mix and it's, it's entertainment, but it's not on it's entertainment, but it shouldn't be overdone to the point where your guests are just like, all right. Yeah. And you know, I guess maybe that that is definitely our opinion so yes, I want to make sure that that's our opinion that's laid out there like that is our opinion um but maybe you are a couple who doesn't really like dancing and wants to have more of a game show um like reception that's great you just got to go with it and you have to have that balance like if you're going to have that wedding where you're playing a bunch of games mm-hmm. perfect but you don't want to like play six games and then all of a sudden it's 10 p.m. and you decide to freaking pop on little lane like you got to figure out what you want (laughs) all right let's move on to the next one which is transportation arrangements so hotel rooms for your guests your family um how are people getting from point a to point b that's not just for you know your guests uh Mm -hmm. but that's also for your wedding party you know if your your ceremonies um you have 10 miles away from your reception how are you guys how are you guys getting to where you're getting? Are you asking your family to borrow their cars and take you? Are you renting a bus? Are you renting a limo? Um, that's just something to keep in the back of your mind during this time is to get those booked in, in on the books so that not only you, but you know, your, your guest, your family, your um, bridal party kind of have an idea of what's going on too. Yeah, no. And don't be afraid to like think outside the box here for that. Also, you know, I've seen everything from, carriage rides to you know um hay rides like with a truck I mean obviously that's a little bit more redneck but you know there's there's different things like you don't you don't always have to get a bus you don't always have to get a limo whatever it is like there's there's a lot of cool different like transportation ideas that I'm sure you could you could think of and you that you wouldn't even know about unless you did a little research Four that. wheelers, snow sleds. Come on, let's have a wedding party. Want- and four wheel- four wheel- that would be so fun. <laughs> I'm adding that to my list. That would be so fun. <laughs> it would be, but it could get dangerous. I'm not going to lie. It really could get dangerous. 
true. You just got, yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're probably giving uh, some certain grooms and probably brides as well some ideas that they're going to be like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> right. Dry slow. Helmets might be a little iffy with the hair, but. No drinking and driving. No drinking and driving. <laughs> I'm but good. in reality, transportation, like you have to have something set up. Like if you are a, away from your ceremony and reception location, you got to get from point A to point B. And also like uh, transportation set up for your guests from reception to your accommodations, whatever those are. So get those on the books. They book up fast. I know that from experience. So another thing uh, that during this time period, like obviously all of these things don't need, like you don't need to go from DJ to transportation. Like this is all stuff that just needs to be booked around like the same time period. So whatever ends up being best for you is what's best for you. One of the next things that we definitely consider important to book right away is an officiant. And you need to decide like if you want that to be someone like as a family member or a friend to marry you, a lot of them can get ordained online. Or if you want to bring somebody in from a different business or church or anything like that, you definitely want to get them booked right away. That way you can start working through different ceremony ideas and stuff with your fiance. All right, guys, and I'm going to add on to this list is caterer. So you want to double check to make sure if your venue has an in-house um, kitchen and caterer or if you need to hire one out. So during this time, that's something to look for too. Most caterers also do not offer desserts. So if you're looking for cupcakes, a cake, donuts, ice cream bar, that's something that you might have to look outwards too. Rip your float. Rip your floats. <laughs> Buy it. Saucer of ice cream, special brown. So many ideas. So many <laughs> ideas. You guys, you don't just have to do cake. I feel like everyone feels like they just have to do cake. And we'll talk about that some other time. But traditions that outside need to the die. Yeah, traditions yeah. that <laughs> Ice cream bar, man. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, Alicia, florist. Yes. Okay. I am super passionate about florists, you guys. Flowers, for me no pun intended, are icing on the cake because they just, <laughs> definitely a pun, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for me, I feel like floral just brings everything together. Like you spend all this time and effort like planning out colors and planning out decor and everything like that. Floral arrangements in general just really up-level your the look um, of your wedding day and just take all that hard work and effort of planning and kind of visualizing a specific theme colors and just adding that to it. I mean, guys, you're bound to look damn good if you get some floral next to you um, on your wedding day. And um, a lot of the time, like reaching out to your florist and like deciding right now um, is what, what you're going to do. Like, you're not going to like sit there and plan through every bouquet and table piece in Arbor, like right now, like it's going to definitely be conversations and meetings and stuff later down the road with your florists that you have. But um, a lot of florists, I feel like do more than one wedding in a day. Um, so you want to make sure that you are getting at least on their schedule that way they know, okay, hey, I want to do five weddings on this Saturday and you're one of them. So reaching out to them sooner rather than later, especially like, you know, florists, like all each of them are artists like they do different work and you might be more drawn to a specific 
florist than another. And uh, there's gonna, you know, like it's just a form of art, like how photography and videography and videography are. So um, not just e not each florist is gonna be the same. So booking them and getting them on their schedule um, is important because each of them have a specific style and they're gonna book up fast as well. So. Perfect. All right, we're gonna swerve on to our subject two of this episode, topic two, subject two, all the goods. Um, that is gonna be guest lists. So and I know we talked about a little bit in the last episode, we mentioned guest lists in the budget section, and we just wanna dive more into this just a little bit. Uh, we might have a full episode on this. We probably will, but we'll just add a little few more salt sprinkles onto this episode. Yeah. No, for sure. So as you're creating your guest list, um, it's really important to reach out first. Like, let's say your brother got married last year, reach out to your brother, get what they created. Um, because that gives you obviously a really good idea, at least for like your side, um, of like what you're looking for and like number wise. And like from there you can add on people or take off people depending on what you decided on, um, previously as far as like who you want to invite and everything. Um, so yeah, reach out to your brother, kind of get that, like that idea. Um, and hopefully, I mean, that'll take off a little bit of stress. Right. Um, but I then from there, like, obviously you want to have that conversation of, are we going to invite kids to our wedding? Are we going to, um, include plus ones? Like, obviously you, you're most likely have a lot of friends and some of them might not be married, but they might be, um, seeing somebody and it might be, um, more recent than, you know, long-term. So you just kind of have to decide like, okay, like what plus ones are we going to invite? Just because that you have to keep your wedding at a specific number and, um, to stay within your budget and all of that. So, and at the same time, like you have to remember, like, this is your day. So you, you can't feel bad. Like if you and your fiance decide that having a plus one or including plus ones, isn't going to work within your, within your numbers, then that's just the way that it is. So. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't reinvent the wheel. If you don't have to, if you have older siblings, as I do, I'm going to, base probably some things off off their list and i mean it'll save you time uh and to add on to what alicia said don't don't feel bad you should never feel bad on your decisions for your day it's your day you can invite who you want um right and don't feel bad if you tell sydney that she can bring her plus one but you tell alicia that she can't like it's just yeah like, they, what I was going to say that goes for kids too. Like if you have siblings yeah. that have kids and you want them there, but you have cousins that you, you know, you have a lot of cousins and they got a lot of kids and you don't want kids. That's, that's totally fine. If you just want your niece and nephews there, like that's. Yeah. No, we fun. actually, we actually did that. Like we, we didn't do kids, but we definitely had our nieces and nephews there. Like there's, I always say there's kind of like a hierarchy kind of thing. Like you're obviously not going to have, you're not going to not have your day with your nieces and nephews most likely. So, um, yep. you just, as you know, like hopefully like when we do this podcast, like people can realize from like, not even just like a wedding planning aspect, but like maybe as a guest to like somebody else's wedding, like if, 
if their significant other isn't invited or if their kid isn't invited to not take it to heart because most likely it was a hard conversation and a hard decision to come to to not have those those people included in on the day. Right. Yep. Um, and during this time, guys, you want to think about your wedding party too. So who's going to be standing up with you? Uh, that's something that you want to talk about with your fiance too. You know, are you going to have two people? Or are you going to have five? Can you find 10 people for your side <laughs> if your fiance has 10 people or 15 that they really want? And then ushers too, and just kind of, you know, who's going to be sitting in front. That's just, on, on my personal opinion, just a thing to keep in the back of your mind too. Um, when planning during this part is who you want standing by you, who's going to be ushering and who's going to be kind of more in the front of the ceremony and whatnot. So the hierarchy. Yes, the hierarchy for sure. Um, Yeah. And just like a small little tidbit on that, like my, uh, at my wedding, like my husband, my husband and I, we had a pretty big wedding party and like, I had a lot of people, he had a lot of people we wanted to include. And um, we actually ended up having, um, pet attendance like we had like our personal attendance but then we had pet attendance too because I was like not getting married without my dogs so having somebody who was like dedicated to taking care of the dogs the day of the wedding was like amazing and it also like gave me an opportunity to include more people in a position that like when you're when you're like narrowing things down it it sucks it's hard to like make those decisions and like for me I always looked at everything as like it doesn't matter if you're maid of honor a bridesmaid or a pet attendant like all everyone is pretty much at the same you know like exact level like it's not a thing of like you're less because you're my pet attendant you know like that's not the case it's just most of the time they probably just chose somebody who they think would be best in like the position that they are right Right. And if you decide not to have anyone stand up as a, as a guest view, don't take that offensively. I'm sure that they thought that's something that they sat down and thought about. Um, and maybe they just have too many people they care about and they would feel awful about having all, you know, they aren't able to have everyone. So they choose not to have anyone because everyone's special. So that's, so that's just something to like keep in the back of your mind too. Um, on the flip side of being, being a guest, like you don't, you don't truly know kind of the, you don't know the conversations that a couple is having that they're making those hard decisions. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's good. All right. I think the other thing too. Nope. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. I was just going to touch base on the whole, like, make sure you, that you include your vendors in on your guest list too, and on your accounts, because obviously like, it's really important to make sure that um, they're included in with like your seats at like dinner, uh, dinner count. um, And just like your, sometimes some venues, I'm going to say some venues, they require you to obviously have a very specific number um, and some make you include your vendors in on that number. Some don't, but some do. So just definitely keep that in mind. Yep. Yep. All right. We are going to go on to the next topic, which is attire. So during this time, you want to, yeah, wedding dress shopping. Um, <laughs> the, you be, the part, say yes to the dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes to the dress. Um, you want to be looking at bridal shops and, um, I have been doing more digging, obviously being a vendor in this industry and bridal shops, and they have their own style too. It's not just a, you know, you go into a shop and you're going to get like, pick here, pick there, pick there, which yeah, no dress is the same. So obviously things are going to be different, but 
I've noticed that um, certain bridal shops have certain designers and some might ha not um, allow to have the same dress be sold twice at their shop or something like that. So uh, finding the dress shop, finding the dress, um, a seamstress. So if they don't have one in-house there, finding a seamstress that can do your altars. And then also um, suits for groomsmen, groom, on the men, yeah. and bridesmaids dresses, that too. That, that, that can come after finding your dress, but. Yeah, all of that kind of comes together for sure. And honestly, like I kind of wish that even when I was doing my shopping, I didn't know about the whole um, each shop has like a different style, you know, so and I don't regret anything about my dress. My dress was my style and everything like that. But I think if I would have known like, hey, more of this style is located more at this store, I probably would have maybe check that place out first before this place. Um, and everything, like, like I said, luckily it worked out for me and I had the dress of my dreams and everything was absolutely amazing. But definitely like if you're somebody who's like a little bit more indecisive, um, as far as dress shopping goes, you want to make sure you're going to, a sh um, going to a place that is full of a place of things that, uh, are your style because otherwise you're going to be completely lost on what your look is. If you go to a place that is not your style. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's hard to, if you're just in, in the clouds of where you want to be and there's too many things, it's probably going to be overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, as far as like bridesmaid dresses go and groom attire and things like that, typically like it doesn't, it doesn't take as long to get groom attire. Like, you know, it takes sometimes upwards of like a year or more to get a, your wedding dress. So doing that right away is like super, super important. Um, but let's say you like in this section, like you don't need to like a hundred percent book your groom attire at this point not saying that you can't it just needs to be talked about and decided on that way in case like let's say you decided you wanted to have um some wool vest and like the rental company doesn't do wool vests like you might have to start doing research on where can I get these wool vests and like are we gonna do are we gonna buy the wool vest and then rent the rest of the stuff or are we gonna just completely get everything um made by like you know, or what is that called when you get like a custom, a custom suit? Like, yeah, yeah. When you get like a custom suit made, you know, all of that stuff takes time and it's not something that's done overnight for sure. So give yourself more time than not and definitely start planning and solidifying your look now um, yeah. because that's just going to save you less headaches if you were to wait until three months before your wedding. Pro tip on that too. Um, if something just to consider, whites come in different shades. So if the bridal gown is a certain white or like ivory or eggshell um, and the groom is going to have like an white under shirt, just keep in the back of your mind that it will look better for pictures and video if they are the same white and matching because that can come off you know, in, oh, yeah. um, in that, uh, and that's something that they may have to custom order. So obvious, obviously, and assumingly the, the suits and the shirts will come after the, the dress. You, right. Saying, you'll have right. the dress first and go off of that. So if, if the shop that you go to with the suits doesn't have that certain, you know, 
white uh, and you have to order it that you don't want to be doing that the week before. No, absolutely no. not. Um, and then as far as like alterations and things go, like obviously that's something that happens later on, but those people book up fast as well. They, they are doing a lot of work. So just, I feel like a lot of people know, know a seamstress or um, whatever, but definitely just be in contact with them, tell them your ideas and just kind of tentatively get on their schedule. That way they know, because it, I mean, everyone's gonna most likely there's never like the perfect dress that doesn't need absolutely anything changed about it we're all we all have different bodies and it, it needs to be uh customized to fit them curves so <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. need like five inches taken off mine <laughs> <laughs> well i have like i have no boobs so i, <laughs> I everything up front you guys <laughs> that's why i'm gonna need a dress with straps because i'm not having anything fall down or super tight where I can't breathe yeah I would need like a corset tight so like nothing moves yes. and like that's something important to keep in mind too like you need to be well aware of like how your body is like what what is gonna like fit you and look flattering you know like you might have a complete different idea in mind of your dress and at, like you might get to the store and you're like oh my gosh this looks absolutely terrible on me there's no way and then you leave with the dress that you thought you would absolutely never have right talking from experience you guys this happened to me so really <laughs> yeah I thought I was gonna have the beautiful long sleeve lace dress and yeah I got there and I look like a football player <gasps> I don't I don't you did but yeah that's no, something okay. to consider have a have a good heart and an open mind have a yes. really big open mind when you go in. Yep. Try yep. not on different things. Have some kind of an idea so that you're not just going up to the stylist and being like, man, just dress me. That they probably get a little like panicky, like the SpongeBob fire in the no, it's Elmo. Elmo fire in the back when people say that. I feel like, like, oh no. <laughs> Where oh, do you yeah. even start? <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. And then, you know, also as far as like uh groomsmen attire groom attire and like bridesmaids dresses go like I just want to quickly mention like don't be afraid to like think outside the box you know I've seen I've seen jumpsuits I've seen mixed colored dresses I've seen just mixed dresses like styles in the same color I've seen beaded dresses I've seen a mix of all of that um you know so like don't be afraid to like you know you don't have to have the same dress in the same color like adding textures and layers you know same thing obviously like for for groom attire like I love seeing like my favorite thing as a photographer is to have like a undershirt and a top and then like a different texture or fabric of like a vest and then like a patterned tie like bringing all that together is just so unique and it really brings out the personality and the vibe of your day like obviously each person's going to be different and you know what if you do want everything to be matching in the same color that's totally fine. Um, I'm just, I just want to mention, like, don't feel like you have to fall into that specific category. Like if you want to have freaking floral ties and wool vests and a red suit tuck or whatever, like do it, do yeah. it. It's going to look good. <laughs> looks so cool. All right, guys. So our last and final topic of this episode is 
book that engagement session what? <laughs> for the people in the back book your engagement session um you i mean obviously i feel like people are so excited anyway about that so reach out to your photographer and videographer if you want to do like a a engagement video i think those are super cool obviously yes. sid is your uh your mastermind behind that but um definitely get that on the books um as soon as possible because your photographer slash videographer schedules fill up really fast and obviously you want to get that stuff um out for save the dates and all that kind of stuff so the next episode is going to be all about engagement sessions so pro tips on feeling comfortable your outfits um just diving into making sure that you are embracing your session as you as a couple and who you are um, to really show that through the portraits or video. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and before we end this episode, we are doing listener stories. So in the last episode, I asked you guys to email in to our email, which is weddingnarrators at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear stories from you, whether that's wedding horror stories, love stories from grandparents, um, just crazy things that may have happened with you and your fiance during the planning, but we want to hear those stories. So reach out. So we are going to dive into our listener story. Okay, guys, so this is our first story um, sent in from actually one of my brides from last year. So I actually witnessed this. It was absolutely hysterical. Um, so here we go. Um, our day was full of lots of laughs, happy tears, and extremely windblown hair. Our goal was to have our day be as relaxed as possible and for people closest to our hearts, help us forget about the worries of the world and celebrate love. And it was just that. Every bride and groom's worst nightmare when they decide to have their wedding on the farm that they grew up on actually turned into one of the most memorable moments of the day. My husband and I were just finishing up our portraits and we were going into the field to do some sparkler photos. We called our wedding party over and as we, they were walking towards us, one of our groomsmen walked straight into the catch-all for manure that was all dried up until he found the one spot that was not. I swear he jumped out of the shit just as fast as he fell into it. And no one could even ask if he was okay because all of us were laughing and crying all at the same time. My brother-in-law took him into the milk house, hosed him down, and they were back at it just in time to finish the sparkler photos. He handled the whole situation like a champ and will always be referred to as shit pit chain. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the funniest part of the whole thing is we, that his name is Shane and now that they, they call him shit pit chain. <laughs> that will never leave him. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you guys, this moment, I lived it and I, I've never been so cl close to peeing my pants uh, <laughs> than I was then. I was actually on the ground rolling with pretty much everybody. And I pretty sure I couldn't breathe for a very long time. Like this guy literally was just walking, talking, like did not even notice that he was about to walk into the shit pit thing. So <laughs> it was hilarious. And I have it on photo. It I'll put it on our I'll put it on our story the day that we yes it. yes Alicia showed me the photos and I died you like <laughs> oh my gosh like and actually just, like, hopped out of it <laughs> yes and I just actually saw Emily's wedding video and the videographer has it in the video too and it is great <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs>
<laughs> Taco Bell just literally having the best time of his life and just walks right off into the shit ditch. And I mean, up to pretty much, I mean, he fell pretty much up to his waist. And then like, like she said, he was out of it just as quick as it happened. But he laid on the ground with all of us and just rolled. It was, it was great. <laughs> Definitely my high, one of my highlights of 2020 weddings for sure. That's so funny. I'm so excited to hear all these other listener stories. Yeah. Oh so God. anything like that, please send them in or just like you said, maybe horror story, maybe somebody tripped and the cake fell on you or I don't know. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Things okay. that you look back on now and you're just like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny now. It is for sure. So, all right. That's it. That's it. Perfect. All right, guys. So that wraps up episode two. In this episode, we went over more booking details, uh, your guest list um, attire and your engagement session. So keep following along and we hope to have you listen to the next episode. That's going to be bomb. (laughs) (laughs) 